0: You ready? Go ahead. Okay. Welcome to the Dreams By Any Means Motivation Station. I'm your host, Ed Doxon. Um, today I got my brother here. Um, this is a very special guest, and I say that every episode, right? But uh, it's for many reasons. But for one reason, for the people that's been listening to the podcast, um, that tune in, at the beginning of a podcast, there's a voice that you will hear. And it's somebody saying, you know, uh, glad I could be there for you, you know, uh, all that type of stuff. You know the beginning of the intro if y'all listen. But that's Greg who's in the beginning of the intro talking. that's actually a voice memo uh, <laughs> that he sent me in, what was that, 2015? I had to be I graduated, 2015. And I remember, you know, we were just reflecting on my senior year, tough times that I was going through, how uh, he was there for me. I've been able to be there for him and all those different types of things. But um, Greg is, a, 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 I would say, an amazing person, somebody that I really value as a friend. Um, us meeting at college, uh, you know, it changed my life because um, he was able to show me what leadership meant. And I say that because we'll get into it through this conversation. But, you know, I remember when Greg first came to Dell State, like you, you were a totally different person from when you first came there. So it was like I just also learned through like having that brother relationship with you, like through patience, through letting people figure out things for themselves. And also just leading by example. So um, I'm happy to have you on the show today, bro. We're going to jump into a lot of stuff. I think you got a great story that can inspire um, a lot of people, not only from our city, but man, this whole country that come from, um, environments and backgrounds that you come from. So, man, just uh, start off telling people you know about yourself. Where you from and all that?
1: Uh, you already told me. Told, told them my name, Greg, and everything. Um, I'm from Ward Eight, DC, Southeast DC, Washington View Apartments to be exact. Um. I went to Delaware State University, that's where I met y'all. Um, my man Taco, he behind the camera, y'all can see him. But I met both of you DSU. I graduated from Thurgood Marshall uh, Public Charter School, right there by Anacostia Station, um, for those of y'all who know where that's at. Um, I went to school, went to Delaware, graduated with a major in accounting, minors in finance and economics. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's, that's what I got for Yeah, like that's the little background right
0: there. Yeah, yeah. Now, um, you know, you mentioned in that background, like you said, saying, being from Ward 8. Um, those who listen that's not from DC that may not be familiar with Ward 8. Uh, Ward 8 is not a walk in the park. Um, and it's not even just in DC. Like statistics, statistics, statistics show that Ward 8 is one of the most, you know, um, I would say high level poverty areas in the country. Um, one of the most um, um, uh, uh, areas in the country that has the highest unemployment rate um gun violence whatever it's talking about so um share some of the challenges that you experienced growing up um in war eight eastern river dc
1: um growing up in world eight you definitely face a lot of challenges just overall just um even just like even today when i tell people i'm from world eight they be looking like really like you know yeah. <laughs> um, like you from there like you're a product of that so it's like society already kind of just counts you out if you're from being a black man in America already, like the American society kind of already, you, you're already, you know, at the short end of the stick. Mm-hmm. But then, um, you know, it's like one of those places where, like, you know, if you hear people say they from Baton Rouge or like Chirac or something, like people are already kind of looking at you a certain way. Right. Um, so that's one thing. And then, like, it's a it's a food desert in, in Ward 8. Like we strike. had the Safeway <laughs> on Alabama Avenue for like the longest time. It was the only grocery store, only yeah. one grocery store. They just put a giant up there recently so now we got two grocery stores um just like from from small stuff like that that you don't even think about be disadvantaged to like a lot of the the recreation centers like when i was growing up um we had douglas recreation center now it's killed. but like a lot of kids don't got recreation centers now so it's like just a lot of resources you just don't have um and then like just with the gun violence and everything that affect households a lot of I was fortunate enough growing up that I had both parents in my household yeah. and um, that's a played a big role in my life. Like just reflecting on things. Um, Cause a lot of my peers didn't. And I mean, a lot of the kids still don't have two parents in the household and that's going to, you know, put them at a disadvantage right there as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's a lot of like just growing up in world eight. I mean, it's, it's violence everywhere. You see it growing up. We used to, you know, bid on like the, the boat heads and whatnot, boat yeah. head PCP users or whatever. Like you saw them everywhere. You saw crack trains everywhere. Um, literally shit like you see in the movies where it's like a kid <laughs> who like a kid who got a, in high it school. yeah get, yeah. people getting people bringing guns to high school getting shot up in high school whatever um after school you know you gotta worry about people you argue with at school they might call their peoples or whatever mm-hmm. you know you gotta make it home um then you just it's just so much growing up in world eight man like it's really like the movies like where you got a 10-year-old taking care of two little brothers and a little sister because mom's got to work three, four yeah. minimum wage jobs to make ends meet. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of kids, including myself to a degree, you don't get to be a kid. You know, like right. um, one of the first people I lost uh, that was like my friend um, was Michael Swan. And I was in like fourth grade coming home from and, Um, Heard that he had died and uh, we called him Jughead. But yeah, so. Like, and he was in the fourth grade, too. No, no, no. I oh, was in the fourth grade coming three. from Moulton yeah. Elementary School, coming uh, from fourth grade to go home. He had to be like in like seventh or something. Yeah, so like, he you know, two years older. Right. So, like, and I'm like, what, fourth grade? I'm like, what, 10 or something? Yeah. You know, and I'm like, damn, like, somebody killed my friend, you know? So, it's like, right, right, right. off the rip, like, my, my innocence in childhood kind of at that moment was kind of yeah. shattered
0: a bit. So, yeah, bro. And it's like, it, it's so, it's so, like, key that you say that because when I was having an uh, interview a couple of days ago, I was telling people how, like, when growing up, like, I, I thought, wow, I thought killing your friends was like, I mean, your friends can killed was normal. Like, I thought that was a thing. But then once I grew and started to travel, places, meet people, different backgrounds, I'm like, nah, this is not supposed Man. to be, especially for a kid. If you like, my thing I always said, I say, my biggest thing is that once I have kids, if they lose any friends at a young age, it needs to be to a car accident or something like that. But well, not so natural yeah, like, to a car. like not to with that. But um. You know experiencing that like you just said you couldn't be a kid so would you say like that was the moment where you felt like your 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 just perspective or like your view on like your community your life or the world kind of like altered from that
1: nah I wouldn't say it was that deaf um I said what kind of really was like a life altering moment like for just my view on everything was when um Gary died mm-hmm. uh, Gary Thomas golden jr he yeah. died in what twenty eleven if I'm not mistaken. And um, Gary was just one of those people who, like, he grew up in War Day Two, War Day Product, but he was like me before me, if you will. Like, yeah. he was that one who everybody looked at as, like, man, he gonna make it. He a good guy. He ain't never done no wrong to nobody for no reason. Like this guy, he went to church. He come from a church going family. Yeah, really, um, yeah. Like, I, I don't seen people don't broke into his house, and he found out who broke into his house. This this what really kind of shaped some of my mentality, if you will. But. I remember, like, it was around Christmas time, and somebody broke in his house or whatever. He found out who it was, and, like, I'm on the basketball court, and I'm, like, I, I see both of them, like, walking towards each other, and I'm, like, oh, shit, here we go. Yeah. But, like, Gary, when he got up on him, he really just asked. I'm, like, bro, why you breaking my house? Like, you could have asked me for whatever you needed, and I would have yeah. gave it to you. Right. And I'm just, like, we, like, teenagers at this time. And I'm, like, damn, like, that's not anything that I thought was about to happen. <laughs> I'm, like, somebody about to get beat up, somebody about to get shot, somebody about to stand, you know? But he really just kept it at that, and they'd be still cool after. Like, mm. talked it out as man, whatever the case may be. And, like, nobody, it was no harm, no foul on that. And I don't know, at first, like, that's just one instance that I just always kind of look back on, like, and I'm like, damn, like, that was pretty mature. Like, you know, like, that was different. Yeah. Right? Dang, what you would think. So, um, but then, like, if, when somebody like that died, like, you know, somebody broke in this house, ain't even
0: physically kind of make I'm, I'm still like, it kind of made you feel like Gary could get hit, anybody would. Anybody could get hit. He was just
1: doing good. And, um, it's funny how like life worked, divine order and all that. Um, like I, I used to go to Jefferson Junior High School, so like I had to walk to Anacostia Station. He will be walking to uh, Anacostia High School or whatever. Okay. So long story short, we walked the same route to school for like three years. Um, two years I was in junior high school, and then he died my ninth a year uh, in high school. So um. We never walked to school though. And I used to pick his sister up to walk to walk to school when he was going to junior high and everything. And we never walked together. March 18th, 20, 2011, mm-hmm. um, we walked to school for the first time. And that was the last time because he died March 20th. Mm-hmm. So we walked to school on that Friday, he died that Sunday. Um and I was about to hook school too. I was about to we get right there to the little intersection, but like I could go to third or um, you know, or whatever. And I was telling him, I'm like, man, I died. I'm like, bro, I'm about to go up to mine, I'm about to go um fucking Martin Twan, whatever the case may be. Yeah. And he was like, nah, bro, like just go to school, bro. You ain't gonna miss nothing. Like it ain't nothing. it ain't nothing around there for niggas like me or you, bro. Like just go ahead, go to school, bro." Yeah. And yeah. I went to school and that was the last kind of thing he told me. And that's what made me go to college too. Because he was big on going to college. He was my graduate, go to um he had got accepted to like multiple colleges. And that's like the last thing I remember him telling me he he's like just go to school, bro. Ain't nothing out. So
0: that kind of yeah, made me yeah. go to college too. So that bro, that's crazy, like that's crazy as shit because I know like when me and you connected, it was like we we had differences, but we also had similar, like it was similar morals, it was similar upbringing, whatever. But that's the same story with Ryan, bro. Like the last time I seen Ryan, that was the convo we had. He like, bro, get out of here, bro. He like go to school. He's like, come back, bro. Come get me in the range, bro. i be here, bro. You know, go do your thing. That was the last convo. Like that's why he's always been a, a, a motivated factor for like me to be successful because like. Like we was talking about before we started rolling the camera, like I believe, like God talked to you through people, and like that's bro, that's crazy, bro. But like, yeah, that's the last time we had, bro. That shit, like, yeah, that's about, my yeah life. That's
1: that's so viral.
0: so you know, being in that environment, um, and it sounded like you know you, you 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 were you were impacted in different ways, but you you navigated because you still here. So like being in a physical environment like that, how were you able to kind of mentally like escape? While I know you probably also still was dealing with like you know some of the uh, influence and pressures from your environment but like how was you able to kind of like become your own man like during that time um
1: i mean i'd say a lot of it falls back on something i mentioned earlier about like the two parent household yeah um cuz my parents was always in my ear like you know don't compare yourself to others you know your life is your life just because they got this and that you don't know what they did to get this and that um so just my parents been in my ear like molding like raising me instead of just like Something I've realized is a lot of people's parents are, like tolerate them to a degree instead of like raise them or like they want to be friends with them instead of be a parent. Yeah. So, like, my parents was parents and people used to like be like, oh, your parents are strict, you can't go nowhere, you can't do it. Um, like early on, anyway, but I mean, I'm grateful for it now. Yeah, um, you. but then like also just being able to think for myself, like, I own, oh, I was always smart, so like, I was able to put two and two together, so like, it don't like, if you was to touch a stove and it burned you, Mm -hmm. I'm not the one who was like, oh, he touched it in the wrong spot. So, or I could do it this way, or, you know, I didn't feel like I was special in that regard. Like, if you could touch a stove and get burned, I can too, so why the fuck would I risk it and touch it? You (laughs) know, so, like, applying that to, like, just the environment is like, all right, y'all want to sit up here and, you know, beef with everybody for no reason or whatever, or you know, the case may be, and now y'all, you know, being victims, getting shot up or whatever, or you're getting locked up, or you know or maybe you're not even a victim, maybe you're the perpetrator, but you could, you know, you gotta look over your back all the time, or whatever. So it's like I just learned like I always thought of Greg first, and not like my neighborhood first. Like people would be like, I'm I'm from this neighborhood, and that's like they very first identity factor. Right, 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 like, right. My first identity factor was I'm me, I'm mm-hmm. my own man, yeah. And like I ain't about getting all these beefs unnecessarily. Like, if I'm out and about with my man and something going on, yeah. it's like I'm a man, I'm not about to sit right there and yeah. be like, Oh, I ain't got nothing to do with that beef. It's like, no, nah, I'm out with my friend. You're not about to do right, nothing to right. him, my i right here. Right. You can catch him tomorrow when I'm not with him,
0: but <laughs> you yeah, ain't my all. Awesome. Like,
1: you know? And I mean, it's been...
0: So man, like you ain't looking for trouble, but you yeah, want I'm to defend yourself. Yeah, I'm not looking for
1: trouble, but I'm going to defend myself, basically. Like, yeah. yeah, just being a man. Like, I ain't got to... Like, everybody want to be steppers or shooters or the tough guys. Like, but if you a man first, whatever else, come with it, come with it. Like, ain't no man... I can't call you a man if you up there letting people slap you out or just do anything yeah. to you. You know? So it's like, it's just a little small little things like that yeah, that kind of like just help me out through life like
0: yeah and that, and that's my it's, it, it's you know key to hear you say like you said you you identified as yourself first instead of a neighborhood because i think a lot of people get deep into like the neighborhoods or like you know we don't have gangs in dc but like gangs in other cities because they trying to find themselves or they want to be identified with this gang based on their rep or this neighborhood or yeah. this crew based on their rep um but like you like you said being the man um i've experienced it of if it's dropping you off around your way, picking you up, whatever, but like they love you around there, so like you know you kind of going that route, and um you know uh, I would say you know going that route to be successful, doing different things, but still having that love. Like many people, I'm sure you deal with survivor's remorse. So how do you like handle that? Um, you know, just um,
1: I say like I'm human, you know, so like I have my moments where it's like I'm proud that I'm wearing I'm or, you know, I'm doing what I'm doing, but then it'd be other times where like I get a deep thought about. <laughs> The plenty of people I done lost through time. It's like, damn, like, why am I, like, me and Tuan, we shared dreams. We was both an achievers. We yeah. both was on the same route. Like, how I end up here and he gone? Or, you know, it'd be stuff like that. But ultimately, I I don't know. I guess I just, I learned to like, and I think this happened with Gary, started with Gary too. Like, I committed, like, he told me to go to school. He wanted to go to college and graduate. So I started like, just take on his own dreams. Like, bro you ain't gonna die in vain. Like, right, right. so many people die in vain as is. Like, I was like, I'm just do some good shit in your name, you know, like do great things that's, in your name, and that's how I'm keep your name alive, like by doing good shit. Yeah. So I started to like use that mentality towards other people's, you know, demise too, or you know, when they leave the earth or whatever. Um, I just be like, man, you know, if we shared our dreams or whatever, any, anything good they kind of wanted to do with themselves, i try to make it happen and be like, you know, at moments like this I could give them, pay homage, you know, keep their name alive. Yeah. Like, that, that was done in their honor. So right. I think that's kind of how I deal with survivors remorse most of it, is like Put a goal to that person and right. once I accomplish it. It's Glad like to. that
0: was for you, bro. Like, yeah, you know. So yeah, and that's how you really, you know, put on like they say, put on for your man or put on for your hood or whatever. Uh Did you have anybody you looked up to when you was growing up? I mean, outside of like you know, besides well, if it was somebody my in your household, but I'm saying like outside the household, was somebody in the neighborhood that you ever looked up to?
1: Um, I mean, of course, looked up to my parents or whatever, but yeah. um, like in my neighborhood, I mean, yeah, as a young and like my older brother, really, I mean, we, and it's. That's a like he's not in my household. He lived across the street, but he wasn't <laughs> in my household. Like we had different mothers. Okay. But um, I mean, like yeah, when I was younger, I was you know fantasized by the street shit and whatnot. So like, my parents to try to keep my family to try to keep a lot of info away from. Me. But once I got a little older, I found oh. out who my brother was or whatever, and like how everybody else, you know, respect him because he did this and that. I was like, damn, I could be like bro, like you know, like, yeah, I could you know be be that guy, or whatever. So I say him to a degree. Um, but then like once I kind of got out of like. streets on everything um i wouldn't say i had any like specific role model no i just knew like the man i envisioned myself to be right and kind of what i wanted for myself so i like go after that like i guess you could say any black man who was making it in the world really you know it's like a role model to a degree but
0: uh. right and then that was going to transition to my next question like you know um you went to thurgood marshall um school that has a, a great reputation in the city um, you know, through the academics, through the mentor, through all these different programs. So, you know, although that was, is a great school, I mean, it's still right down the street from your neighborhood. So I'm sure, you know, you still was dealing with stuff, you know, outside of there or inside the school. But, like, uh, what role did Thurgood play in your uh, development, like, as a, as, a, as a student and a, and a man?
1: Man, um, as a student, Thurgood got me hella scholarships. I basically went to DSU on a full ride. Yeah. Um and I mean, one of the scholarship programs still pay off till this day. I, I sit on the um board for that scholarship program now. Solid. But um, yeah, Thurgood good definitely. I remember, I remember my first day walking in there. Um, this lady, Miss Pardo, she was the dean at the time. As soon as I walked in, she like, um, your name, Greg. Yada yada yada. I'm like, yeah. And she uh, she was like, I'm gonna put you on the honors course. And I was like, for what? Like, I don't right. like, uh, <laughs> She put me on the honors course. Um, and then you know, lo and behold, like three years down the road, or two years down the road, when I'm a junior, um. I was kind of a little knucklehead in the school or whatever, giving people teachers problems and whatnot. Um, but she advocated for me to get that scholarship. I was just talking about where I sit on the board now. So once I actually graduated college and I went back, Mr. Mitchell, he let me know. He was like, Greg, you know, I didn't like you when you was here. And I didn't even want you to get that scholarship you got. But Miss Pardo, she like, she vouched for you. She said it's going to change his life. And I mean, yeah, it did. Yeah. And yes, yeah, she, she, she knew something. Um, but then yeah. like, as a man, how did it change me? Um, I just kind of had to, you know, think for myself because like, Growing up in my neighborhood, everybody went to uh everybody went to Anacosti or everybody went up uh up to Dunbar. Oh. So like of course I wanted to go to Ann or Dunbar. Like all my friends go there. Dunbar was our there. neighborhood school. Nah, it just so happened oh, to be that everybody there, okay. people just migrated there for whatever reason. Gotcha. Um, so like I was trying to get my mother like, man, send me to Ann and send me to Dunbar. She was like, no, you just want to go there because your friends there. You going go to Thurgood, <laughs> Yada yada yada. And then I mean, honestly, everybody got put out of Anacostia I got home. They was. Got in a big fight with you know another neighborhood or whatever the yeah. case may be, and everybody got put out. And um just looking back on things too, that was a kind of divine, you know, God thing right there, too. I was really pressed. I'm like, send me that, send me that. Right, right. And everybody got put out a month later, they had to go to like Luke Seymour or whatever. And a lot of them end up not getting a diploma or yeah. you know, just you know, like you know, we went down different paths. So yeah. it's like that was I, I could have been right there expelled and not in Thurgood getting no scholarships, you know, yeah. wouldn't know either y'all
0: wouldn't all be where I'm at right now, so yeah, yeah. Um, that's all I say. Like, Thurgood played a good role, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, Thurgood and what I mentioned beginning us meeting at Dell State. Let's transition to Dell State, man. Let's talk about your transition to college. Uh, I know when you share the story, with me is always funny, but like, just you know, you would tell when you got to campus, I was just so foreign, like the way people was moving and acting. So, no. talk about your transition, from, you know, from Uh, Award eight to
1: Delaware State. I definitely felt um, a lot of people. It's been common with a lot of DC people too, not just me. But like, I remember getting up Delaware State, and um, like once I started, like you know, going to class or whatever, people Mm -hmm. like, "Oh, where you from? I'm from DC." And that's when people like really be like trying to be your friend. Like when people you just walk past, people people smiling at you, just (laughs) talking and just been civilians being nice right. people genuinely want to know you mm-hmm. but then from dc i'm just looking at everybody like what's your angle like i yeah. gotta try to backdoor me like <laughs> like you're trying to try, and try and set me up like people don't just be friendly for no right, reason right, like right. what's the what's the angle here but like people literally was just civilians not from no crazy environments but it's like you're interesting to them like yeah you know um and then like you know people we 18 19 people walking around in suits you walking yeah. around in a suit um <laughs> People holding these, you know, positions, then it's kind of like a black excellence thing to it, yeah. too. Then it was just a different feel for community. And then like even like in high school or just DCPS, because I went to mostly DCPS until I went to third grade, which is a charter school. But um, like you always had class clowns and shit, or like the, you know, the cool kid is the kid who like disruptive or like, you know, right. that Go hog kid or whatever. But like once you got up there, it was like, man, everybody looking at you crazy if you've been a class clown in class, yeah. like people up there for business, people right. trying to. <clears throat> get shit done, you know, so, um yeah, it was definitely foreign, but it was definitely worth every moment up there, so,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, nah, no, nah. they'll say it was, a, I mean, I think we all went there to say, like, it helped us uh so many ways. What, when you got there, though, what was your, I would say, what did you enjoy the most after you got through the transition and realizing like, all right, this is a place of learning development, success, like, what did you start enjoying the most?
1: Mm, honestly, the people, like, just the environment, the like, work. Yeah, the network, um, the network and the environment, like a lot of people, I want to say college for everybody as far as like the classroom. Some people just not academic yeah. kind of people, but the environment, I say that's for everybody. Like, because you get up there and like you meet all these people from different places. Like I remember getting to uh, DSU. I met some people from like North Philly and the shit yeah. I thought was just in my neighborhood. <laughs> they going through the same thing, you know? Yeah. Um or, you know, whether it's from New York, whether it's somebody from Cali, somebody from fucking Georgia, Mississippi, whatever. Yeah. Like, the stuff that you would think only happened on your block or in your city is universal. It's yeah. not just you, you know. So um, I'd say
0: that was, like, a very defining moment. Like,
1: damn, like, that's happened down in Mississippi? That's happening in Georgia, you know?
0: Um Yeah, and and I, I had that same moment. It kind of was, and sorry to cut you off, but, like, it kind of was a moment for me where it made me feel, like, more secure and comfortable, meaning that, like, I'm like, okay, these people from different places, but they just dress different, sound different, listen different music, but, like, they done lost Best Friends. They done seen the crackheads of both Heads. They done seen the neighborhood beast. They might have had, well, we didn't have the gangs, you know what yeah. I mean? But, but it's like it's the same, similar struggle. So at that point, I felt like, man, we all here to go be great. Like, we got to hold each other up, pull each other up, so we don't go back there and, you know, become a statistic or do the same thing. So I definitely feel that, bro. That was real. But, um, you know, coming out of Dell State uh, and going into the so-called real world, man, I remember when I graduated, I used to be hitting you back up. I'm out of Vegas. And I, I'm like, yeah, man. I'm like, I'm like, gee, don't rush to graduate, bro. You're like, man, I'm ready to get out of there, ready to get out of there. But um, once you got out of there, you know, I've seen it. You took off. So talk about uh, your transition, man, from, from the neighborhood to college to corporate America to sitting on boards and nonprofits to speaking at graduations. Talk about that transition.
1: Um, all right, so I graduated DSU 2018, and then like, no less than a month later, I was interning at Deloitte. Mm-hmm. Um, then after Deloitte went to Booz Island, and now I'm at a different company. Hey, real
0: quick, I'm gonna stop. Did y'all just hit what you said, Deloitte. Anybody that that that, that doesn't know, if you work for Deloitte, you're good. Like, nah, that's <laughs> like, a, and I ain't even speaking just because I'm, I'm uh, working like HR and study HR, but like, that brand alone is like, when you talk about workforce. It's only maybe two or three that's up there with that, but that's like a heavy brand. So, shout out to congrats to that, bro. Appreciate it. Yeah.
1: But, um, so yeah, went to Deloitte, then went to Booz Island, now I'm at where I'm at. Um, but I don't know, it just felt good to be able to give back. Like, I went back to my, uh, my family. They all definitely be letting me know. Like, my nephew just recently texted me and was like, Damn. um, I'm gonna be the black bill, not a science guy. I was like, oh yeah, do that, you know. Um, that's what you want to do. And I mean, it went from him wanting to be an accountant, I'm gonna be the black bill, the next black bill, not a science guy, whatever. I'm supporting it all. And um, he always let me know, like, I remember when I first went to college before I even went, mm-hmm. I'm letting him know, like, yeah, y'all not gonna see me for a minute. I'm going to college, and it was like, you going to college? <laughs> so that means I could go to college when I'm your age, you know. And it's just funny, like to see the progression as time went on. Like they really still like my nephew here in eighth grade, he. Mm-hmm. Always let me know, like man, I'm a honor roll, Uncle G. Like I'm gonna get, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get scholarship stuff. I'm gonna be able to go to college, you know. So I know it's impacting him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know it's impacted other kids too. Like, and I try to like give everybody advice. Like, even if they don't go to college, it's like I'll be giving out investment advice to people, stock advice, crypto advice. And I mean, some of my young young men they re- recently like made stock accounts or crypto accounts. So I know it's kind of sinking into them now. Like, I always just be trying to get people to see the bigger picture before it's too late.
0: Cause, So, you know, having this position in your family now, being someone that, you know, the nephews and nieces, cousins may look up to. um, As I mentioned, like I said, I've seen it. I know your neighborhood looks up to you as well. So, in a sense, you know, I know many people consider you what they call a neighborhood hero. Um, How does that pressure feel, like in a good and a bad way? Because there's a lot of pressure that does come with that when you know, like, everybody is looking at you as, like, the example.
1: I mean, for me personally, I wouldn't say it's much pressure. I guess I don't internalize that. I just, like, live my life. So it's like, it just genuinely yeah. I just genuinely go through life and think for myself and do what I do so it's like if if you know if that inspires you or whatnot you know if you're watching or whatever like you know that's cool if not that's cool too so I'm gonna say it's no pressure but like I do try to limit my time in environments so or in situations where like you know police might snatch you up or you yeah. could be at the wrong place the wrong time and you know that, that's the end of your story right there. So yeah. like I definitely try to live my time outside and just being around because um, I know like my nephews mainly, those are the ones who I really care about them looking they got yeah. somebody to look up to because right, um, right. growing up, I didn't have that good role model, like who was close, who I, who, yeah. who was tangible, you know, like kids, you look at what, you know, Michael Jordan, LeBron these athletes or what have you, but like, you, I don't got their number to call them and ask right, them right. or anything, <laughs> you know? So it was like, I try to, I always think about that whenever like I'm, I'm you know, I'm realizing, like, oh, I've been outside too long, or you know, I you know, about to make a dumb decision or something mm-hmm. like that, that kind of crossed my mind a bit. Um, so yeah, and then, like, I don't know, just making making my parents proud was big to me, too. So, like, I knew that you know, I used to always, even as a kid, like, I think, like, man, if I get locked up for whatever the case may be, it's like, how the fuck am I gonna explain this to my parents? Right, like,
0: right.
1: you know, like, my parents like, you dumbass, like, you know, like, <laughs> we done, you know, so it's just like. And granted, I wasn't, like, spoiled. I ain't, like, you know, like, I ain't come from no money or nothing. But, like, I came from a lot
0: of love. So, it's, like, mm-hmm. they they did what parents were supposed to do. So. You ain't want to let them down. Yeah. And I think that's so It's so key, like, just having a conversation with a lot of men that work in community. community. We always talk about that. Like, if you leave out that house and you feel like you don't have nothing to represent, it's going to reflect in your behavior. Like, and I always felt the same way. If I thought I was going to get in trouble. I wasn't even thinking about policing. It. I'm thinking about my pops. Like, you know, I do not want this dude to find out this happened. Because, you know what I'm saying? It ain't even just about the discipline, but the disappointment that I know is going to yeah. put in him, and I ain't want that.
1: Yeah, no, that's, that, that's definitely a real thing. And, like, um, I remember one time, like, as a kid, my, my father was locked up. They said he was, like, in college or something. But, like, he was locked <laughs> up. Camp camp. College, whatever. <laughs> but um, I remember I started to bow out a little bit, too, though, because it was, like, like when I was in school, they'd be like, yeah, we going to call Mr. Jackson. I used to be like, nah, like, hold up. <laughs> But like they was like you hey, call your mother. I used to be like, oh, what you want to know. Like, her, I right.
0: like I got it. Like I got. I could call her she for you. Maybe the like, McDonald's after this. You know? <laughs> so,
1: um, yeah, definitely the discipline part, and like, just the disappointment factor was there. So yeah,
0: yeah. Um, so I, I know, you know you said um, your brother was uh, an inspiration to you, but you said maybe not in the most positive way. So I know you said you know he influenced you in certain in certain ways, but like you taking this path and being your own man, how has that impacting y'all relationship? Meaning that you know. It's like the little brother kind of becomes a big brother, not just by age, but it's like by experience.
1: Yeah. Um, well, something I didn't hit on was that he, he was you know looked at in the neighborhood as you know a certain way, but he also went to college too. Mm. Um, he went to Mount St. Mary's or something in the mountains of yeah, Maryland, yeah. um, but he only did one year because then, um, he got his girlfriend pregnant with my nephew. So he, being the man that he is, he was like, I'm not about being in school and I'm the breadwinner, I need Good. to help my kid. And, oh. Um, and my, and my dad wasn't the best dad to him um so like he wanted to be the best dad to his kids you know so um that's how that went but like so he was an inspiration in multiple ways but like once he went to college and that's when once he locked up because when he came up from college um he probably spent like three months like out of school and then he got locked up for a murder him and my cousin mm-hmm. um but ultimately they, they set for like four years and beat it but uh you know uh they innocent you feel me so they beat they beat the, the charge. but like i remember him being um locked up and he'd call me he'd be like man yeah I heard you been acting up yada 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 like don't do that don't do that you don't want to be here where I'm at or you know um or and whenever I did good stuff he would call and be like man, I heard you you know did good oh, at school man. like you need to keep doing that do that and I don't know that that shaped me too because like a lot of people don't have these a lot of kids didn't have like the older guys and that's that's a problem with our generation right now like a lot of older guys I remember growing up I'd be like 10 years old trying to hang out after dark or hang with everybody when my brother got locked up especially I was hanging out more and the older people in my neighborhood would be like, man, you know, if your brother was home, you wouldn't be out here, they beat my like, body and all that. Like, man, go in the house, bro. Like, some of them would actually take me in the house, like, yeah, like you know, like too. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. So um, but we don't got that nowadays. I mean, you beat some of these as youngest as body, they might, you know, shoot you the next right, day right. or something, you know. Um, but yeah, his, uh we, we definitely had a you know great relationship. But then like once he uh when he got out, he stayed in the house for a little bit because uh, he wanted to get back a to things, He. He was a little institutionalized, so he didn't yeah. want nobody to say the wrong thing, he ended up right back in there. Right, right. Um, but his first time really out, he came to my high school graduation, and um, I don't know, it was just like he he, he let me know now. And it's funny because he went to school for accounting, yeah. I never even knew. So that's once I crazy. went to college, he was like, "What you going to college, I was like, I'm going for account. He's like, Man, that's all right, man. Little brother picked up my dream, man. So <laughs> he kind of living his dream for me a little bit, but um, yeah, man, we got a great relationship, and um, he definitely happy that like his kids. My nephews that I'll be talking about, the ones who look up to me, one yeah. of my, my sons, got those his kids. Yeah. So, um, and, like, I'm the only sibling he got on his father's side and on his mother's side he got other ones, but, like, I'm the good uncle, basically. I the yeah. one am kind of active in their life and, like, you right. know, giving them a good role model. So, I mean, you know, so all I'm planning forward, I guess, you know. So,
0: yeah, I wish yeah. you good, though. No, that's solid. That's solid, bro. And, uh, like you mentioned earlier, you know, just saying, like, the neighborhood's not having the older guys or having people that, you know, hold the younger people accountable or looking out for their man, little brother, little sister, so as we know it, like there's no secret here in the city. Um, city is a history of violence, but I feel like lately, since COVID started, I think it's just been more, it's been crazier. Um, but in a sense, man, through like the, the the robberies, the shootings, the uh, 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 road rage, people been road rage and killing. You know, what's your perspective on the violence in DC? Like, do you think that it's going to ever stop? And I'm asking you too, and I think your opinion is so valuable because. You come from the heart of it. It's eight wars in DC, but we all know Ward Eight is the heart of where a lot of this stuff has happened over the past decades.
1: Um short answer, will the violence ever stop? No. Like yes. short answer. Like, will it ever be zero murders in DC? No. Or any city really probably not. Um but I mean there's a lot of factors that go into that. Like I don't think it'll necessarily ever get right back in like early nineties but we was flirting with five hundred murders right. a year, you know. Um but I mean it's just it's so much to dissect That's with so deep, right? why the violence is how it is. I mean, like I said earlier, World 8 was a food desert, you know, so it's like, we don't have the best food to, you know, get your body the right nutrients and eat, get yeah. the right energy. Um, I remember growing up, I had, like I said, I had both parts and I was always kind of smart, so like, I be getting good grades and stuff, and like people find I got good grades, and they be like, "Oh, you a nerd or something?" But then that's when people to see the other side, and it's like, "Oh no, nah, Gia, fuck you up though." Like, man, you know, so like I ain't—I always kind of had a dual perception yeah. on life. Like I—I I, I was cool with the nerds, I was cool with the cool yeah, guys, right. I was cool with the gangsters in school, whatever. So it's like, or, or you know, hood guy, whatever. Um But yeah, as far as the violence though, I don't know, just so many. Factors, man. So many parents just, like I said, being friends with their kids. Like I mean, I see so many kids be two, three years old cursing, and they parents be like They're laughing, laugh, up. yeah, just being with them, not like I correcting them. Then.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and then you got like parents who smoke with their kids. Not saying that that's necessarily the worst thing you could do, because it's like I mean, I've heard some parents be like, I mean, you are gonna smoke anyway, so I'd rather trust you smoking right. with me instead of going out here getting some fit all these weed, though. You <laughs> yeah. know. Um, so I mean, I could see different angles on some stuff and then like like you mentioned about with covid the, the the violence kind of picking up i honestly my in my humble opinion it's like i've seen a lot of people touch some money during covid that they never touched before mm-hmm. and now that money is gone but they got a taste of right taking trips they got the a taste of dude. the lifestyle it's of having thousands of dollars <laughs> to do whatever it is you want to do or have fun but now it's like back to reality you know but yeah. they got that taste so it's like they hungry for that again
0: yeah. you know so
1: um i mm-hmm. think that does play a factor in like why a lot of robberies as you mentioned and all that is up during covid because motherfuckers had 10 15 dollars and you know that's not the case no you more no so like hazard. they want to get really that no back money. that ain't no money not realizing that's no yeah. money too <laughs> and they want to get it back but they never had 10 right. so, like, whatever. Yeah. so um i think that's a factor and then it's just like the music you know like
0: yeah, bro. I, I'm glad you just said that because I always hated that growing up, but after I became an adult, I'm like, nah, this does have a type of influence. Because even me as an adult, not saying that I'm listening to some music, I mean, influence those go slide, but like, if I want to play certain, I got certain music I play to work out to. Yeah. It's going to get me pumped it's up. What you like. I got certain music I play before an interview. I got certain music I play from i chilling over the late. You know what I'm saying? So like, it's different things. So music does influence you, but... I'm um, going to continue, but no, nah, I, I agree. The music is something.
1: No, nah, definitely the music play a role. Like, people be, you know, um, push ice, be back in blood. Now, like, whenever something happened man. to somebody, everybody, like, you know, it could have been a smallest thing. Somebody could have took $5 from you, and it's like, I mean, it depends on how they take it, too, because as a man, like, you're not about to just strong on me for $5, I think that, you know. Yeah. But, like, if you stole, I let you in my house, you stole $5 of the dress, it's like, cool, you cut yourself off over $5, like, you done, like, I'm glad you showed me who you are with $5. But then it's like some people who don't have my mentality, or they might do, but they easily influence. They cut them off too. That's when they might, somebody might be like, oh, they, they stole $5 from me. They're like, oh, get that back in blood. Like, right, 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 And right. they really, now they feel away. Like, you know, like I'm not pussy. Like the little meme, like, am I pussy? I'm yeah. not pussy, you know? Um. So I mean, I think the music, some of the lyrics, like some people don't, a lot of people have identity crisis and don't necessarily know who they are. So, mm-hmm. like some people like be trying to live these rapper lifestyles. or you know. And then the yeah. crazy thing is, like, um, who said it in a song? I Wild Wave said it in this song. He was like, um, Jeezy told us trap with that, but he told his kids to go to college. Yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> a lot of y'all follow a lot of kids be following these images, not even knowing that it's these entertainment. artists are, it's entertaining. They're literacy. paid to do this. And what's crazy too, a lot of like these record labels when they know that their artist makes that violent type of music, they take out life insurance policies oh, on it. Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: And they're gonna push And they're gonna man. cash out on it.
1: Like I don't know too many country artists, Adele, Beyonce, whatever, you know, like different R and do that I don't, I, I'm not sure if they get life insurance policies yeah. taken out on them or you know, they're yeah. not the ones really dying. You don't you know you don't hit too many of them getting murdered or whatever. So um and then there's divine order too, like your words are powerful. So like the stuff that you speak and you listen to, like it can attract that shit into your life.
0: Like, yeah, and 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 what well, a lot of people would say um, in response to when we talk about the music influencing the youth, they'll say, you know, the music can't be made if this stuff isn't going on in the streets. So they're pretty much saying like, so, for example, you know, whoever the, the artists are, I'm not going to name artists, but like artists that may have drill music, whatever type of music that people say promote balance. When somebody that's maybe in Reston, Virginia, or like suburban area hears that, they not going to be like, oh, we got to go to Reston and go you know, yeah. rob accounting people. But like where we come from is like when they say that line or when they say that song, name of that song, it might click because you, you might relate. have seen that last yeah. week or you might know that this could happen.
1: No, nah, yeah, you might relate for sure. Um, so, yeah, I, yeah, the music do play a role. And they're like, I don't know, like when you get around different people, like, like you said, people in wrestling or Tyson or whatever, they don't even listen to hip-hop, rap, or whatever. Like, you go yeah. over there, you be like, you heard that new Rob way?" They're like, who is that? Yeah. You know? Um, you heard that new whatever, like, yeah, who is that? So it's like, I mean, I, I'm not going to say the music, because, I mean, I listen to it, but I'm, I'm not necessarily, I'm not no saint, or in my past, life, I wasn't no saint yeah. anyway. I'm not even a saint now, but I was definitely more rough on the edges as a kid, but, like, yeah, I, don't, I was always able to just think for myself. So, like, the music don't make nobody do nothing, but it can't influence, yeah. for sure, like, yeah, well, just I mean, then there's some frequencies like I haven't looked into it, but apparently, you know, certain music tunes and instruments give certain frequencies which trigger something in the yeah, mind, yeah. you know. Um,
0: because I mean, I can't, like, certain songs is like I put to, no, like just get me in like a jam, like, I be in the gym wild enough when I uh-huh. play. So, I got a playlist of gym music, like, Back in Blood is one of them gym songs, for it sure. gets you
1: hype. so like. <laughs> it get you, like, for the workout or, like, if you already got... Or to really work out. Or, yeah, or to really work out. Like, if you already got some little issue, like, you know, you you hit a song, you might, like, you that might right. be that little extra push. <laughs> you know, you needed to, like, go do whatever you was about to, you know, you was thinking about doing or whatever the case may be. Yeah. So, um... But, I mean, it's, it's more factors, of course, than just the music, but I think it's, it plays a factor, like, a lot of music we listen to not don't got no substance. Like, yeah. it ain't well, talking about... That got uh, substance,
0: they not promoted.
1: Yeah, like that's why I like Wild Wave a lot. Like I'm a big Wild Wave yeah, fan. Man, hey, he I'm talked glad about,
0: he... like Remember I told you, I ain't like Wild Wave, But I... it's because of, like you probably noticed. I think you said to this. I just don't like being over everybody all. No, so right. when the, when the wave came, I was just like, bro, like I'm, i like, i gassing because then this is what happened. I was going through a tough time and I let <laughs> the CD play.
1: I was nah. like, man, I almost
0: had tears in my eyes, but now nah, I got the track of it. <laughs>
1: I really talk about superstars, like and he can't really be replaced. I mean, I know we kind of go on subject, but like he said it in his interview, like he got the replay value and he can't be replaced because yeah. like you could plug and pop and you know whatever, like King Juan died. and you know you could plug and pop another drill artist, right? You right. can't plug you and can't pop
0: the raw wave, like only yeah, only ever person I watched the interview the other day. I don't know if you ever used to tap into the Ray's the show. Yeah, he the yeah. only he ain't raw wave, but he's the only person that I could say had that. I don't even call trap soul or whatever, type yeah. thing. Yeah. but yeah, that boy right Wade, he different, bro. I yeah. I played it one time I was going through. I said, no, nah, I see where everybody like. No, R
1: different, he different.
0: But yeah. So. But um I'm thinking about a question earlier I asked you about mentally escaping an environment that you're physically placed in. Now you being an adult and now physically, you know, not living in the neighborhood that you raised in no more, living away from that. Um how was that been? Like, you know what I mean? Like how's the really leaving the neighborhood for you. Like, leaving for good. Like, ain't like I'm going to college, coming home for breaks. Yeah. Like, no, I'm gone. No.
1: Um, I mean, it's, it's different, but it's cool. It's like, I don't know. It's it's, it's definitely been mentally more healthy because, like, yeah. you don't got to, you know, look over your shoulder necessarily or, like, you know, you could you could release it. Like, you don't got to it's, you don't, don't got to be in like defense mode at all times. You yeah. feel me? Like, you know, you could be a civilian to a degree or, you know, yeah. whatever the case may be. So, like, um, I don't know. They're just like, like I said, it well, was a food desert or whatnot. Like, I mean, it's a Hearst Teeters and walking place. It's a, walking dish, it's just a <laughs> Joe's walking So, like, you get those different, you know, you get different resources, man. Like, there's yeah. so many gyms around here. Um, just so much the good the schools, whatever the case may be. So, like, just mentally, I don't know, mentally, it just, you kind of get to just free up some stuff I don't I don't know how to explain yeah, it but well, like I
0: feel you, bro.
1: when you're in the hood you, got, you can't mm-hmm. just
0: like you gotta be on point even if you're not doing nothing wrong you still gotta be aware nah, like,
1: and then like the police even like I could wear what I'm wearing right now and I'm out here and walking and police won't you know bother me at all but punches ain't really hurt me or whatever I guess the one who was hitting me he ain't really like, yeah. Kirk out so I'm <laughs> acting like it hurt though so it's like you don't really try to hurt me whatever but yeah jump out used to be wild man like but that's just growing up in the hood, like that. And, in that's, the hood. and that's
0: just crazy that, like, that stuff we thought was normal, but it's, like... It's not, though, but... And, yeah. and that brings me to, like, I was going to that next question, like, how you just described living out here and it's being a totally different environment. You know, one day I know you'll have a son, you'll have a daughter, like, what do you want for your kids, like, upbringing? Like, what do you want them to experience? Because, like, you done experienced, uh, uh, I would say, a very challenging upbringing, but now you are now in position, not just physically, but through career, through mindset, through Starting your businesses to really get them a whole different life that you never had?
1: Um, I want them to like have a similar upbringing to me really, probably not like as many losing as many friends to, you know, violence and whatnot. But like, I definitely want them to understand it's two worlds, you know, like I don't want to raise my kid up to be completely green, where it's like, I've been around some super wealthy, you know, kids from super wealthy backgrounds. And it's like, they go through one little hardship and they damn near suicidal. It's yeah. like, but like, have you experienced life? You know, mm-hmm. like, it's worse stuff than, you know, like, I, I can't even explain it. would be just smaller stuff. Like, oh, your mom didn't buy you a car for your sweet 16. No, no. Like, you ready to, you know, offer yourself? It's like, <laughs> but I ain't get no car to the office, goddamn, what, 24 or something, you know? It's like, so, um don't oh, just stuff like that. So I definitely got plans on, like, even from i not in the hood, you know, my kid's going to be spending time at their aunt house or something. They Give them they that not, balance. Yeah, they yeah. they going to see.
0: And you know, that awareness to know, like. Like, yeah, know that this position you got be, be grateful, be, for. yeah, be grateful for
1: it, and yeah. also like just just your like, and it saves you in life, like, yeah. you will uh, you you won't be so oblivious to like, oh, I could just walk down this street, or oh, oh, these you know, you just have to know be oblivious. how
0: to walk down the street, like, you know, what I mean, like, I tell people all the time, I think DC's prepared me to go anywhere, yeah, you know, because it's smaller here, it's faster here. It's a whole different type of breed of people that come from here. So when I've been living in different places, I'm like, man, it's my mother always says, it's like, how do you adjust so quick? I'm like, mom, it's like coming from D.C., coming in like, great, you have been pump and know Ohio. I met Joe at the store. I'm just walking in the store. But like you mentioned earlier, I think I'm the same way. I'm a, a, I am can judge character, like, a preserve energy, like, real quick. Like, man, I'm just locked in since then. So, yeah, bro, That's that's a... I think it's key for any kid to always have exposure in different areas. My mom told me as a young age, she was like, you need, to, you have to be a chameleon. So you yeah, got to be right. able to adapt to anything and everything. But at the same time, to still be yourself.
1: Yeah. Anybody, you got to change it's, it's It's hard to like, a, it's hard to perfect that really, you know, like know how to code switch when necessary yeah. or like. You know, not lose yourself in the code, such and such. I'm saying stuff you never thought you would say. Or,
0: like, uh, what I say? oh,
1: oh it, it do be them little phrases that way. Like, I might type that like, yeah, can you do this? And I'd be like, uh, oh no, I don't know what I say. I can't even think right now, but like, I just type search and I'm like, damn, like, that's it. Yeah, i just saying that. Like, you know, like, um, but yeah, so,
0: yeah. but that's a key example of human behavior in a social environment. Like, your behavior gets impacted by the environment. And when I was at Dell State, that was my favorite class in social work, bro. Like, that class, it was two parts. That class really changed my life because everything made sense after a while. I made sense of, like, oh, this is why such and such became a shooter. This is why such and (laughs) such became a a doctor. Like, just showing that, like, your environment is going to affect your behavior. Like, you'll see someone maybe come from an environment, and they may go to an environment that they're not used to, and they might just be mute. Yeah. they may not know how to adjust you know what I mean? So, like, yeah, it's key for a ladder. Especially us black men, black women that really had that skill. Because we underrepresented everywhere we go. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, um, what's next for G, man? Like, what's what's coming up next? Like, we just talked about the the, the job and everything. But what's next for you? Um,
1: what's next? Um starting some of my own businesses to bring in like you know get that financial freedom really um my man taco behind the camera we got t-mag investments going on okay um that hasn't really took off completely yet we have be taking like too many people investments and everything um but you're just putting out a lot of businesses um and just progressing in my career too i might take the cpa exam i get that Solid. um it's funny how like networking work because i recently was at like this networking event um with the scholarship program i was talking about so it's a lot of billionaires and then millionaires ceos of this company that company whatever and um, one dude, he walked up to me who I who I knew um, from previous, you know, previous times. He's like, man, tell me something good. And I was like, I'm um, at I, I this, you know, this new company that I left for Blues Island. He's like, oh, that's good. Um, tell me something else good. <laughs> I was like, I, I might, I'm thinking about, like, studying for the CPA exam again, starting that back up. And, like, he lit up and he was like, man, once you get that, let me know. I got a position for you right mm. now. you making more than 150? I was like, nah. He was like, I got a position for you. Mm. I
0: was like, hmm. You know, so. i uh, get my CPA, man. Yeah. yeah.
1: So. That that might be on the horizon. Solid, um but yeah, just continue to go through life and see where life take me, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, bro. And it's like I I've uh, you know, the other day I text you randomly like you was just on my mind and I just wanted to give you flowers and but also give you your flowers on here, bro. Like I'm a fool. When I say I'm extremely proud of you, bro, like I'm extremely proud of you. I will I would be lying right now if I would if I was to say that, you know, when we met early when we first met early, but I didn't think it was gonna be one day I was gonna get a call about you. one day i was going to see you on the tv and it wasn't like you know i wasn't getting all in your business but like i'm pulling up on you i'm knowing the things (laughs) that go on in your neighborhood i'm seeing things that's going on i'm coming to get you shooting's going on and all that so i definitely always had in mind like i was like i know he's gonna be good but i'm like i just hope he don't get in a situation you know where he you know it's too late so man seeing you go through that bro seeing you navigate through the toughest time that any man can navigate through. We talked about that on my balcony. You know, we said, like, that was be our biggest nightmare. And you got through that nightmare, seeing where you had today, bro. I'm proud of you, fool. Like, and I'm I'm honored just to be your friend be your man, bro, and just watch it, you know, witness it. Even if we ain't texting, like, we ain't checking in. Like, I'm always watching, bro. Like, I'm always right. watching. I'm, I'm laughing on the close friends and stuff you put up there. I'm seeing the motivation. I'm seeing all that, fool. So, like, this was, like, really good to bring you on here, bro, because, like, you mean a laugh at me, bro, and I'm always going to be in your corner, fool. Appreciate
1: you, bro. And it's definitely yeah. likewise. It's definitely likewise on a lot of. And I mean, you played a major role too. Like, uh, I, I was supposed to. Ma- I should have mentioned this earlier when you asked about Dsu stuff. But like, yeah. you was a role model too. When I got a Dsu, because, like, you was already cool. I knew you from DC, and like, I could see that you could hold your own. It's just you kind of show me a little bit about battle man too. Like, you ain't got to be no you know super hoods yeah. gangster guy whatever to like be a man you know i was suited to boot every day yeah and, and i don't know that inspired me a bit so I'm like damn these niggas walk around in suits but you know they they, they cool like they're not no nerds they're not no squares you yeah. know whatever the case may be so uh you definitely played a role in you know this this transition or who you see right now mm-hmm. so that's for sure um yeah
0: yeah But the man i appreciate you bro Um, definitely gonna bring you back on here y'all see this nice background we got here so we definitely probably be right here like four more times but, uh, man, this was Dreams by any means episode. Um, I haven't decided what I'm going to title this episode yet. I got a couple couple in mind, but I don't know. First, I, first it was going to be Chasing 26 Dreams, your, your IG handle. That was going to be the first one, but we talked mm-hmm. about so much. Once I play it back, I figure out uh, what to call it, bro. But um, also, before we leave, I always tell people, man, drop your social handles so people can follow you. Stay up to everything that you got going on there. Once those businesses and everything get the roll, people know where
1: to find you at. Um, but my Instagram is at Chasing26Dreams. Everything's spelled properly. Um, <laughs> and that's really the only social media I'm really active on. Um, so, yeah. Yeah.
0: All right, man. Appreciate you, bro. I'm sure Matt Thank you for tuning into to Dreams By Any Means Motivation Station. Where hustle plus faith equals success. Stay tuned for the next episode.